Hey, let's go answer the bell, huh? If we just know what we're doing, work at it, and concentrate and do it. Let's go, fellas! What's up? Welcome into another episode of the Patriots Podcast. I'm Sean here with JJ and Ryan. Hello. What's up? What is up, gentlemen? Was this the most demoralizing game of the season so far in, in a season that's been full of these games? Uh, Kind of, yeah. I mean, I didn't get to see a ton, so I'll let you guys go over it more. I saw about half the game, but every time I tuned into the game, it was just worse and worse and worse, and the, a lot of the same old story that this offense can't can't do anything against anyone that has, has a clue what's going on in defense. Uh, I think it was up there as one of the most demoralizing games. I mean, there's been some pretty bad ones. Uh, the San Francisco game sticks out. But this game just started off in the worst possible way. I mean, the first two plays of the game, it's a 25-yard uh, pass to Higby and a 35-yard run to Akers. And Jawan Bentley is just like the slowest player on the field. I don't know what's going on. Um, and then, uh, we get one yard, we give the ball back immediately. They drive, they drive down the field, kick a field goal. It's 10, nothing in like no time. Um, so yeah, and it just kind of snowballed from there. Just, just kept going that way. Uh, yeah, we, uh, you know, the, the Patriots were on a short week as were the Rams, uh, both, both teams spent, <clears throat> excuse me, the week out in Los Angeles Patriots after, beating the shit out of the Chargers last week. How do you, you go 45 to nothing and then 24 to 3 you lose in a game that was not even that close. Like you you just mentioned it was 10 to nothing right off the bat. Immediately after that, the the Pats punted again and then get an interception. Hey, we got the ball. We're in their territory and then boom. Cam Newton Bryant gives it right back to him on a screen pass. He is it's he's <laughs> it's the weirdest thing. He can't throw the ball 30 yards downfield, and he can't throw the ball within, like, five yards of the line of scrimmage. It's like he can only do that 10 to 30-yard chunk. He's an yep. intermediate passer, mm-hmm. and that's it. That's it. That's it. Um, it's, tough to be, it's tough to be positive with that. I mean, it's like we had brutal. 12 possessions the entire game. We had combined between Stidham and Cam Newton 12 completions. So it's like we're averaging one completion per drive. It's it's brutal, dude. I mean, I feel like, you know, something's definitely up with Cam's shoulder because at least the first couple of games he could throw and whatever was his issue was before seems to be, you know, happening now because the fact he can't, like you said, he can't throw 30 yards downfield. I mean, the guy's huge. He's like 6'4", 6'5", 250 pounds. He should be able to sling it. And he can't, he can't throw it accurately that far. So something's clearly wrong. Uh, he, you know, he doesn't have any feel for the game anymore. He's kind of lost that. So those two things have made him pretty much just a bad player. And then you, you pair it with Josh McDaniel's offense who wants Tom Brady. And it's pretty apparent. It's like, you know, the flow of the game, the calls and stuff like that, all the, you know, what they, they made it to the red zone three or four times. They only come away with three points. It got pretty predictable. Can't throw it. It's like, oof. I mean, it's... It's definitely not just Cam. I mean, the tight ends are pretty bad. Um, yeah, the tight ends the receiving, are definitely bad, yeah. The receiving group, I think, is way below average. I mean, probably the worst in the league, but I don't think any of them are bad players. I just don't think there's a number one there. You know what I mean? Um, 
And now the offensive line's starting to look bad. In the second half, we let up six sacks. I yeah. think four four of them to Cam and 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 two to Stidham. And it's it's people. I mean, Illuminor was terrible. For he's off. Yeah, he had one, the first play of the third quarter was just yikes. Um, guy just ran right by him, and he he didn't even notice he ran by him. And then he, you know, he had he, two sacks let up on that drive, and it was just like. Let's get Heron in here as soon as possible. This guy's terrible. Um, but even Mason oh. had one he let up. Tooney. Uh, it's a great. Yeah, we could use Winback. That they got out there. I mean, clearly headlined by the best defensive player in the NFL. They, yeah. He was fucking laughing the whole second half, Aaron Donald was. And it's just. Oh, yeah. We had no chance. You're down 17 nothing. So already you're in a pass for a situation. Number two. You can't throw the ball worth a damn, so you're doubly screwed. You got a backup left tackle. They got all kinds of talent up front. They were just they, they didn't give a shit about the run game. They're like the linebackers will will take care of it. I don't care if you get seven yards. You're not going to do it all the way down the field. Otherwise, it's going to take you ten minutes. So right. just, they were completely set up for failure in that situation. Look, we 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 said last week the way this team is built, and particularly against a good team, which the Rams are, they're going to be a playoff team. Yeah. Everything needs to go right. You need to stop the run. You need to establish your offensive running game. You need to win the turnover battle. You need to win the special teams battle. You need to avoid penalties. And and you need to capitalize in conversion scenarios, like the red zone you mentioned, where there were 0 for 4 getting touchdowns in the red zone. You have to convert 3rd yeah. and 1s, 4th and 1s. Uh, they turn the ball over on downs in the first half as well. It's like they... they through the interception, oh. granted the, the neutral turnover battle there, but absolutely nothing at all going on on offense. Totally failed to contain the perimeter running game. They were running off tackle at will to the point that they, they were just like giving Cam Akers the ball, 28 carries, 29 carries. I don't give a shit. It's working. It's still working. He's, Do, and he hasn't done anything all year, Cam Akers. Right. Nothing. Right. So And then they didn't make any standout plays on special teams. So it's like... I mean, they, they needed yeah. to do all five things, and they did absolutely none of them. So what do you expect to happen? It's like that's yeah, the, the, it's a knife's edge for this team to win games. The margin of error error is is very small. They had a really good drive going in the second quarter. Uh, that was that was our chance. I mean, that in the interception right there, you know, that one we got that could have changed the game dramatically. It didn't happen. We had that terrible, terrible uh, four turnover on downs there. All four plays on the goal lines. First and six, Harris for one. I think Sony for two. And then Cam with the QB sneak for one. And then that RPO there where Cam, Cam, just, Cam just gets lost in no man's land. He doesn't want to make the pitch to Harris because he's scared it'll be. Harris would have had it. Harris would have yeah. had it. I think Harris would have had it. I mean, how many times have we seen Harris one-on-one with one linebacker and make a miss? You know yeah. what I mean? Uh, that was that was as bad as it gets right there. Yeah, that was that one hurt really bad. They made a, a bunch of mistakes in the first half like that, and then it seemed like at halftime there was basically no adjustments. the The Rams were on autopilot in the second half. It's it's not even worth bringing up anything that happened there because it was. Just I mean, they only scored twenty four points too. It wasn't. Yeah, but they didn't. They weren't trying to score. They weren't trying. Yeah, they just. I mean. McVeigh definitely seemed like he had a lot of respect because he was like, run the ball, run the ball, little like barely up the sticks pass all second half. 
the he was, safest thing you could do is give yeah. the ball to the Patriots offense. Nothing bad is going to happen to you as a Rams team when the Patriots that's, have the ball. That's a good offense. point. It's too that's easy. a good point. So, you know, I don't, I don't know how much we need to really dwell on this game. It was the, you know, it proved what we thought this team was, which is yes, exactly. everything needs to go right against a good team. And when, it, when everything doesn't go right, it looks really ugly. And I still held on to hope that they would be a potential playoff team where we have yes. those tiebreakers between some of the, you know, the Dolphins, the Raiders, at least the Dolphins for right now. We'll talk more about them and the upcoming matchup later on. But at least for right now, we have the, the tiebreaker over the Dolphins, the Raiders, and Ravens. And the Raiders lose this weekend in a game to the Colts that the Colts pulled away in the fourth quarter. Pretty impressive win, actually. Really bad for their defense. But then I still held on to hope when the Ravens were playing the Browns. And I was like, if the Ravens lose this game, we got a chance. We got a chance. But they didn't. Sure enough, mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson drops a mean deuce in the fourth quarter, comes back out there, leads that the Ravens team back to a last-second win. I mean, that, that pretty much puts the nail in the coffin, right, for the Patriots' playoff chances? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, I've heard... 2%? Yeah, I've heard scenarios where it's like, if this team goes 0-3 over the next three games, and if that team goes 0-3 over the next three games, and the two teams, that it might be the, the Browns and the Colts or something, but both of them would have to... One would have to lose the Jets, one would have to lose the Jaguars in that scenario, which it's like... They ain't losing. The Jags and Jets aren't losing a game. They are literally cheering on their teams. At least the Jets are cheering on their teams to lose. My friend, <clears throat> my, one of my friends, diehard Jets fan, I've brought him up before, he celebrated the last two games they've lost. Like, thank God we lost. It's like, oh, my God. That's yeah. weird. And then on the front uh, page I, at ESPN.com today, it's, should Trevor Lawrence say no to the Jets? And, it, <laughs> Everyone's and he thinking. should. Everyone wants him to. Everybody wants everyone, but a That'd Jets fan is like, "That's what you got to do." Yeah, so, yeah. I think the the we're we're pretty much done. I mean, maybe some Christmas magic happens that no one expected, but it's pretty damn unlikely. Maybe in some parallel universe or something, they'll go in. It's one of a hundred scenarios, but yeah. look, uh, we're like done. We're, we're done, done, and I don't I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing. I mean, this team is is going nowhere. And I think it's pretty obvious. Um, yes. So now it's about draft capital and seeing what you got with some of the young kids. And we'll see what happens. You know what I mean? But knowing Belichick, he's not going to do that. He's going to continue to play Cam, which I think is good. I think Cam gives us a better chance to lose than, uh, <laughs> than Stidham does. That's, so that's, <laughs> It took me a second know? for my brain to catch up with what you just said. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think we'll, we'll talk more about the games that happened this past weekend. But uh, – for the time being, that's the biggest question mark with this team, right? Do you continue to start Cam Newton or Jarrett Stidham? I was getting texts right after the game. It was like, that's it. We'll never see Cam play another down as a starting quarterback in the NFL. And I was like, what are you talking about? He's going to be starting <laughs> next week. Literally. He's like, going. Didn't... Have you seen Jarrett Stidham play? There's no way Belichick can stand in front of that team and go, you know what, we're still trying to win games. And in keeping with that philosophy, Jarrett Stidham's our starting quarterback. Everyone's going to laugh. I mean, you wouldn't actually laugh at Belichick, but you can't You can't honestly make that assessment after seeing him play that he would give you any good chance of winning, even yeah. with the way Cam Newton's been playing. I don't think he gives you a worse chance than Cam Newton. I mean, it depends on who you're playing. You know, we've seen Cam do all right. It's I think we've had, what, three good games all season, 
And then there's been a lot of shitty games. Um, when he starts to throw interceptions, he falls. That's apart. when. That's when you can't really make a case for Cam anymore because if Stidham's going to come in and throw interceptions, then you can say, you know, he's turnover prone. Whereas Cam, I mean, I think he's got ten interceptions on the season. That's not too bad if he's not literally losing us the game. But yeah, I don't know. Let's... That's the thing with Stidham is that he is turnover prone. He is. He's an interception machine, and so if if Cam's already throwing interceptions, then you're right. There is no case to keep Cam in the game because at least Stidham can throw the ball short, long, sideways. He could. Throw mm-hmm. He just. He can definitely throw it. Yeah, it's just not. That it's big. also. It would be it's nice. also hard to judge Stidham and just you know backup duty like. Yeah. Garbage time. I want to see him actually get a little run of games to see what he is because I mean it's been. A really small sample size. He's going in there. He's trying to force things, probably, because he knows he's got very little opportunity. You know. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Cam at this point, you know what he is. We're not going anywhere, like you said. I mean, Bill Belichick has said that he's the starting quarterback still. I don't really know why. I guess like maybe what you said, Granny, because he's, um, you know, doing the right thing for Bill and stuff. He can't go to the team and say that Cam's not your starter because it looks like a joke. But I think Bill's also doing it for Cam because he took the low contract. He's been talking up all the coaching staff and been a great guy. So he's probably just like, you know what? We're going to ride it out with him. The only negative is like you said, Ryan, we don't get to see anything. You know, it's like, okay, so we're going to come next year. What's our quarterback situation? Is Jared Stidham still part of the, the, the equation there? Or is he not? Because you didn't start him at all in a quarterback over a quarterback this year. Cam Newton has five, passing touchdowns to 10 interceptions like yeah he hasn't he hasn't really done anything to earn the job for next year has he i mean i don't even know if he's gonna like is he gonna compete is he even gonna still be here i I don't know i hear a lot of people say it's very weird how how some people are super positive on cam still you know and and i hear them say that they want him back with a better supporting cast like you know even if you get him a top receiver and a tight end this is does this have Super Bowl written on it to you? Like, what are you, right. what are you watching? No, I mean, I, you know? there's physical limitations, and it doesn't matter if you got Antonio Brown and Mike Evans around you. If you can't throw the ball past 30 yards downfield, or you can also can't throw the ball into the flat, you just can't, can't throw a it. check down. Yeah, uh, you're you're getting balls swatted down like your Baker Mayfield out there. But then you see Baker Mayfield throw the ball 75 yards at the end of the first half. It's like, okay, well he does other things. Uh, you know, there's yeah. there's physical limitations with Cam Newton that there's there's no reason, no reason at all to think they're going to get better next year. No, and I think, um, you know, if they want to bring him back, I guess for a leadership standpoint, I mean, you got to bring in somebody that's really going to compete and be, you know, win, beat him. I mean, maybe he plays, the only scenario I'd be okay with is if he plays for a game or two while they're getting somebody ready in the background. I don't know who that is. Somebody, some other current NFL starter. Or through draft, like a great pick somehow. I don't know. But that's the problem. You're dealing with former MVP Cam Newton in a leadership role as your backup quarterback. Those, it doesn't align there. How does? How no, does yeah, I know. Quarterback then supposed to. Well, then he walks. Then he walks. Yeah, get, he's I could walk. see him retiring he's a long way. He's gonna walk. Yeah, he is. I don't know if he's got another job after this. You think anyone hires him? I don't view him as a backup. Like, Can he I feel like can't. Dude, yeah. I've heard people say that. It's crazy. Um, 
I mean, he's a moose once he's him... got the ball in his hands. It's too bad he can't throw. He'd be great. Yeah. I, I just don't see him wanting to back anyone up. I see him as a starter, and, hey, I can't start anymore. Like, that's it, you know? That's it. Oh, we'll see. Yeah. So yep. we'll, we'll see how much longer he's a starter for the Patriots. I have a feeling that if things don't go well against the Dolphins, he's going to have a minor injury and wind up on IR. Feeling. Minor. That's a possibility. He is, owed, he is owed. He is owed. I think he gets a big $3.75 million incentive if he plays 90% of the snaps. But I think one of the... I think you have to make the playoffs, if if I remember that correctly. So that's out, you know. And I feel like once we're mathematically eliminated, there's no reason to to play him, right? Like he's supposed to have an abdominal injury. Use that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they will. Uh, but you could still be a spoiler. I mean, there's there's three division games left. You still want to beat your your division rivals. Yeah, uh, and it, it's. I'd like them. To win. I'd love them to win out. I know it doesn't mean much, but. Just for going into next year, if you have something positive, you end the season on, hey, we still won the last three. We went nine and seven. Not great, but, you know, just a game or two away, we would have had it. And that's good. You go slide three games or lose two games and only beat the Jets. I mean, it's not, uh, you know, ending on a wrong note. We don't want that. I absolutely want them to go nine and seven. And I know that lowers the draft capital, but, I mean, come on, this team hasn't had They've, they've had at least nine wins every single season dating back to 2001. Don't you want to get yeah. 20 years of winning seasons in a row? I would, no. Exactly. It's only been no. exactly. the Cowboys. I disagree. I think you want to go 6-10. and 10. You want to get a franchise quarterback in you here because that's get what the, win games. That's I, what wins games. I, I disagree about the draft thing. I feel like I know so many teams. Look at all those teams that draft top 10, top 15, year in, year out. Draft shitty players. It's, can't coach them up. They suck. Jaguars, Lions, Jets, Browns. I mean, right, but it's not just the first round either. They get they get that position in every round. That's true. Know? So it's I I, I hear no you way there. It's not helpful. It it's a little bit helpful. I feel like it looks. Uh, you get guys all over the place. It's all about nobody has a clue. I don't think it matters. It's like if they pick that random every year, you just got a random guy that's in the top seven rounds. I think everyone would do about the same. That's what it's... If you if you randomize the people who got sent to every obviously every team every it'd be team. about the same. If if you were able to truly randomize talent and draft order and where they wound up, yes, everybody would be the same shitty team. <laughs> no, no, I'm I mean, saying it wouldn't be like the works. same same thing now outside of like a couple couple people that really know what's going on. So you're all just, the other team. You're just talking about randomizing draft order. Yeah, Not just randomizing. Who they yes. Yes, but there yes. are certain teams that are good at drafting certain positions, and we've That's, we've seen yeah, that and, and developed. There's a couple, and one thing that Belichick's great at, which is, you know, really unique, is he gets undrafted guys that end up being stars, right? Like yeah. that's all he That's-huh. does, really. Right. He drafts offensive linemen, um, and he gets undrafted free agents. So that's exactly right. And that's the thing that whenever I know we're getting off track here, but the whenever people bring up Belichick's recent drafting record, which hasn't been good, I mean, flat out has not been good, but they every single time they fail to mention Jonathan Jones and Malcolm Butler and some of these JC Jackson, these guys that he gets off the scrap heap for zero. David Andrews, David Andrews, exactly. Team captain for multiple years. 
and they just don't mention that. It's like that's part of the draft right. class too. There, I mean, there's so many guys though that that you use those. I mean, and it costs you a lot of money when you draft someone because you're using that against your cap, and you have oh, guaranteed yeah. contracts coming into play. And now Derek Rivers is playing for the L.A. Rams all of a sudden, and uh, I don't know, man. You gotta you gotta that's do better. Right? Was draft. he there? I think that is. Did he play at all or no? Yeah, I saw him on the field. He, he played he a snapper too. He, okay. he was out there a little bit. Crazy. A little hop yeah. in his step. His uh, <laughs> yeah, totally underperforming step. So yeah, that's that's where the Pats are at. They'll they'll have Cam going forward for now until further notice. But it, I mean, razor thin. How his margin over Jared Stidham right now? And I'm I'm curious. I am way more curious about watching Jared Stidham play than I am Cam Newton. We've seen enough. But we'll let that play out uh, yeah. in the upcoming weeks, probably this week, really. But mentioned previously, the Ravens beat the Browns in one of the best games of the year on Monday night. I was not going to stay up for it when it was a two-touchdown game, and then the Rams just kept coming back. And then it's like, where the hell is Lamar Jackson? And he's evidently got cramps, and he's in the locker room, and Trace McSorley's getting his head ripped off by the Browns' defense. What a name, McSorley. Oh, love him. He was great mm. at Penn State. But the... <clears throat> The Browns come all the way back, and then they they take the lead by one point, I think. And then Lamar comes out of the out of the tunnel. He leads them down to a score in like two seconds. And then the Browns have the ball down a touchdown with two minutes to go. And the Browns, so far, even when they're successful, they fuck themselves over. They score a touchdown <laughs> in like forty seconds, and Lamar's like, "I got a buck ten, just yeah, to field plenty of time. Kicker in history, like this is a layup, and just yeah, easy as cake." It was so frustrating. He's throwing to Mark Andrews on every play. It's like, you know that. Loves him. You know yeah. that. That's all he yeah. does. Yeah. And they let him do it. Yeah, he loves that dude. He was a lot of fun to watch. Let him do it. He looks, he looks fresh. He was running everywhere. Nine, nine carries, 124 oh yards, and two touchdowns. The other thing, I know you guys don't seem to like Cleveland much, but they've been a lot of fun to watch, too. They've... <laughs> 36.7 points a game in their last three games. That's it's not I've never had anything against watch. personally against Cleveland. It's just they have disappointed people so many years in a row that it's just it's built into me. I mean, they're going to do it at some point this season. They're going to blow it. It's just going to happen. It's part of their makeup. It's just unfortunate. They, you know, they've had what was it? The one year they had with uh, what was that dude's name? Mark, was it Anderson? Oh, Everyone okay. Anderson. They were Anderson good with Derek Anderson. Yeah. Derek Anderson. They went ten and five, or eleven and five, or something, or ten and six, and everyone's like, "Oh my God, they got him and Braylon Edwards." The, uh, was and that the year of that fullback, Peyton, uh, Peyton, Peyton Hillis? Hillis? The whole thing, and then everyone just sucked the next year. It made no sense. Yeah, that's that's them in a nutshell. <laughs> they got some talent. Yeah, it's just it is fun to to rag on them because of their history, their recent history, I should say, in in, in the reboot since nineteen ninety nine. I just like, love watching Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt play. Nick Chubb is a stallion. Yeah, Amazing, dude. we picked him. We picked so many of them. Took the wrong backfield guy. From Beast. Imagine uh, if you had him and Damian Harris right now. Damian Harris wouldn't be seeing the field. I'll tell you that. I don't know. They'd have a one. I'm just playing. <laughs> uh, okay. What What are the other games? Uh, Mitchell Trubisky plays for the Bears, and they go go out there and just play domination football and take out the Texans who have been upsetting people uh, left and right over the last month and a half. Yeah. Mitchell, he's back. He's getting an extension, right? 
Yeah, right. You think they do? I don't think so. No, I don't, no I don't see it. Oh God, okay. They do, They can still so pick the fifth-year option, though, right? They I don't know why they would. Why in the world? That's the easiest out in the you could have. Yeah, just like, oh, yeah. see you later, buddy. I mean, they it's could just money. Yeah, I don't know how much the fifth-year option is. I mean, it was number one pick in the draft, right? Probably decent, pretty penny there. Oh, it's gonna yeah. be a ton of money. He's he's the number two pick in the draft and it's based on where you were drafted so it's just about as high a fifth year option as you get especially if they if the position plays into it then yeah it's going to be off the charts expensive there's no way yeah but he got a win sucks to be a texans fan right now a uh, couple other ones we mentioned the Colts beat the raiders they move ahead in in the wild card raiders are in a tough straits right now trying to eat their way in at seven and six going to be difficult with the Ravens ahead of them and then Tom Brady hosting the Vikings and the Vikings no matter who is their kicker no matter who it is they're going to oh my god for four day about once a month did you see that kick in the first half I think it was a it was a 54 yarder but he kicked it almost to the sideline <laughs> I I don't think I've ever seen a kick that and he at that point I think he was over two and he had a missed extra point and it was just hilariously bad if you haven't seen it you need to go back and watch it because it's it's as off as you're ever gonna see (laughs) fantastic (laughs) uh and then the upset of the day was the eagles go out there and they've basically given up on their season at least it felt like it to me they start jalen hurts which is probably the right move because carson wentz was I mean, we talk about seeing ghosts. Carson Wentz wasn't comfortable pre-snap, never mind with the pass rush coming in on him. Uh, and so they, they put Jalen Hurts in the game. Everybody who I talked to was like, oh, it's it's a layup for the Saints. All you got to do is keep Jalen oh, yeah. Hurts from running the ball and don't let them hand off to Miles Sanders and run the ball. It's like just put all your guys in the box and then didn't do that. <laughs> That's Jalen exactly Hurts what they didn't the do. Miles Sanders go for like 80 yards on a single carry and then had it well over a hundred on the day. And the Eagles go, go out to a 17, nothing lead and they will hang on against the saints playoff team. How about that? Boom. Crazy. They're still fighting for a divisional divisional uh, title there. That division. That's and the Reds are the, the football team won too. So. We're making a late push here. Yeah, man. Def- Chase Young's got defensive rookie of the year wrapped up. All it's touchdown up his finger. Scored a touchdown, didn't he? They showed his stat line before the touchdown, and it was like one sack, like three QB pressures. This was like the first half. Three QB pressures, uh, batted ball, forced fumble. It was like he did everything. And then the the next series, he just goes out, gets a fumble recovery, touchdown. Just done, done. Yeah, he's (laughs) a player, man. How did uh, some good young. What happened in that Buffalo game? I missed that one. So Buffalo was, I think, hosting the Steelers. Yeah, they were. Yeah. Um, Steelers hung in there in the first half. It was a really defensive struggle in the first half. And the Steelers were up 7 nothing, where the Bills offense couldn't do diddly-poo in the first half. And then right at the very end, Roethlisberger throws an interception. They take it back to the house. And, uh, and then they really never looked back. The Bills offense got it going in the second half. Stephon Diggs probably went for a buck 30, and almost yeah. all of it was in the second half. Uh, he's fantastic. Well, He's, he's yeah. going to win the, the receptions title this year. Uh, and they just really? they just controlled it in the second half. Deontay Johnson played horrendous. I think he got benched because he got, just kept dropping the ball. 
Juju was oh. next to nowhere to be found. The Steelers have no no running game to speak of at all, and Ben just looks like he's out of it. He just he's he's afraid to get hurt, or they're they're coaching him to not get hurt in a way that you know hit the strengths of his game were hold the ball long, and they're doing the opposite now, and it leads to a lot of completions and some chain movement, but not big plays. That was uh, you nailed all all those points. That was an ugly, ugly game. It looked like it was foggy and and raining, but not like terrible. And the entire first half on both teams was just like the most shotgun snaps I've ever seen in my life. That's all that was happening. Shotgun snap, both teams, incompletions, interceptions, batted balls, uh, fumbles. Um, It was pretty bad. And Roethlisberger did not look good. I'll tell you who who does look good. I don't know why they don't use him more. Is is the Zach Moss from the Bills? He's a nice little player, shifty, shifty dude. Yeah, and he's got some power. Yeah. He played really well against the Patriots in October. Uh, but yeah, the only other game of note this weekend for me, at least, was Chiefs and Dolphins matchup of two teams that are currently in the playoff picture. Dolphins go up ten to nothing, and then the Chiefs score like 33 unanswered and then the Dolphins come back you know they hung around in the game and and make it a six-point game in the end wasn't really that close but you know it's just a testament to Kansas City has been playing like they've been leaving the door open for a lot of teams yeah they've been able to shut it every time so far yeah what if they can't exactly I mean they at some point they were getting uh they were getting killed for a little bit. The first quarter, the first quarter and a half was just like, yeah. I think I think Mahomes threw two picks and he had one play on third down where he ran backwards. And I'm not joking, for 30 yards. And it was fourth and 42 at their own three. <laughs> I, I don't think I've ever seen that. Uh, <laughs> uh, wow, and a couple of plays one. later, they got the ball back. They gave Tyreek an end around. And it was like, dude, that guy's electric with the ball, man. Forget so- it. He's so fast. They went on this run where he scored. Um, They found Kelsey in the end zone. He scored. They hit uh, Tyreek deep. And then Hardman returned the touchdown. And all of a sudden, they're up like 23 points. And they just take take uh, their foot off the gas. And Miami almost got back into that game. Yep. It seems like that's what happens. The Chiefs win one out of four quarters in a game. But they win that quarter so decisively. That, that, they win. that it overcomes everything else. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's it's a risky way to play the game, and it's really surprising for a team with that much talent that they could go through so many such long dry spells. But uh, you got to give it to the Dolphins. They got one of the best passing defenses in the NFL, and uh, they were able to take the ball away. It's something that we'll talk about with the Patriots matchup. The, the Dolphins are number one in the NFL in takeaways. Brian Flores, look at him. Are they the, the number two there? pass defense? No, no, no. They're. Uh, I thought they were high. They're number eighteen pass defense in terms of. Oh, it's that bad. Allowed. I thought you said just oh, said two. Okay. I think they're they're a really good pass defense. In, um, did I say number two? My bad. The I'm thinking of Lamar Jackson, number two. Um, I just can't <laughs> stop making that joke. The uh, but their secondary is tremendous. They probably have the best cornerback tandem. You. Uh, passing defense outside of the Patriots. I still like the. Okay, so. Corners. They're scoring defense. They're scoring passing defense is number two. That's what I saw. Gotcha. Okay. Um, yeah, man. I, I don't know about Tua. I like him. 
I like his decision making. I don't like how softly he throws the ball. Like sometimes that's nice; it's a catchable ball. But I feel like on the especially like the deep routes, the ball's just up there a little bit too long. Uh, he got picked. One of them was just like the easiest pick. Um, but yeah, and it's a testament to Kansas City that you know we always talk about hey double Tyreek Evans and double Travis Kelsey, but every week they continue to put up huge numbers. It's not like these teams don't know they're good and they continue to do it. So, right. you know, hats off to them. Yeah. Uh, so shifting gears to the, the Patriots matching up with the Dolphins this, this coming weekend. Um, in Miami. In Miami in December. So you know the Pats are set up for failure right now. Never that good in that situation. But we have Cam Newton, who's good in the heat. He went to Auburn. <laughs> went to Auburn from Carolina. All of his, yeah, he went to junior college in Texas. These are maybe it's something a little different here, right? <laughs> maybe, maybe I don't know. Tom Brady's doing pretty well in the Heat right now, and he that was not all the, always the case. December in Miami. Yeah, uh, but we can start with we can start with the defense and then move on to Tua because I think there's there's a, lot, a good amount to talk about with this offense and then the coaching matchup. But th- this Miami defense, the good news for the Pats. The strength of that defense is the secondary. It's the the pass defense. Christian Wilkins up front is a decent interior pass rusher. They got a couple edge players in Shaq Lawson, Emmanuel Ogba, you know, Kyle Van Noy, who's down there now. He'll rush the passer off the edge. And then you got Xavier Howard and Byron Jones, probably the most expensive cornerback duo and, and definitely one of the best. Eric Rose playing safety for them still after he kind of washed out of the Patriots after a few up and down seasons. Strong safety, though. I like that better. He's playing more of a safety role, right? Yeah, well, he was drafted as a safety. Somehow we decided to play him at cornerback. Well, that was after he was no good with the Eagles trying to play safety. So we actually saved his career. So good. Look at us. Good for him. And now he's fully rehabilitated and, uh, and is down in Miami with a starting role. The pass defense is good. The rush defense, not so good. Let me, let me give you some rush defense numbers. 22nd in the NFL in total yards allowed rushing. 25th in yards per attempt. They're, they're allowing 4.6 yards per carry. Uh, you know, it's... They run it. We can run it. You, you can run it. Let's play ball control offense and run the ball and not... I mean, we're not going to throw to receivers anyway, so don't, don't even worry about the cornerbacks. Just throw to running backs. Done and done. Literally. Literally. I don't know why a long time ago we didn't just, you know, I feel like we, we keep trying to put this Patriots offense on cam. It's like, can't you just teach them to throw the check down? That's it. Just throw the check down. I don't even care. <laughs> just throw the check down in the flat. I feel like that is such a more important throw than all this other shit they're throwing at them. It's like, throw it back. Just have them throw to check downs in the flat. The two things he can't do because it's right there. And it, that, that's where Tom Brady made his name, you know? Mm-hmm. You make it just can't you just coach him on strictly that? He doesn't Those read it fast throws. enough. You know, it's no, he doesn't. And, and the our, our offensive line looks either. like there's yeah, it's it looks like they're still used to be, the ball being out in two and a half three seconds. You know, whereas now it's like four and a half seconds, and the guy's still got the ball, and you're just kind of looking at each other like what what the hell, it. man? You know, throw it. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't read the defense as quickly. Is I think the biggest problem, and then. I don't know, man. I just, I'm sick of him. I've, I've seen enough. Seen enough. Yeah. He's ready, ready to move on. Yeah. The, uh, yeah, it's going to be effectively a stalemate. 
between the Patriots offense and the Dolphins defense with the definite edge going to the Finns defense because they can take the ball away and, and prevent throws to the outside. Uh, it is, it's nice that Brian Flores coming from the a Patriots coaching background had a lot of practice, um, you know, going against the Josh McDaniels led offense with Tom Brady yep. at the helm versus this is a different offense. It's a much smaller repertoire. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, it'd be unfamiliar in a way that maybe he doesn't have that inside scoop on how to defend it. And certainly from the first game of the season where the Patriots looked pretty darn good uh, playing the Dolphins, that Flores didn't didn't have the ability to, to shut down the Patriots' offensive attack. Now, conversely, the Dolphins' offense, you know, they start the season with Fitzpatrick. Halfway through the year, they move into Tua. It's really, Tua's maybe got like four starts. Not very yeah. much time in the NFL uh, to, to gain his experience. Last week, they go up to that lead early. He loses both Devontae Parker and uh, Mike Kosicki, the starting tight end, early in that game. Gasicki is still out, not practicing. Parker's back and, and expecting to play. But uh, th- those are the, his two favorite targets that he leans on. I'm not particularly impressed with either one of them. Really, frankly, the, the guy that scares me most in this offense is Jakeem Grant because he's got absolute burners and, and he can make a big play in a hurry. Uh, their backfield is just a rotating door, like Miles Gaskin. It's like they just yeah. they can't find a, a tailback, and uh, they're last in the NFL in yards per attempt. For I think they had a good one. Uh, Salvan Ahmed looked really good, and then he got hurt. Um, one thing you definitely have to take into account is Tua loves his tight ends. Uh, he's throwing them. He's looking at them all the time. Um, and even last week, Gasecki was open like crazy. He's not a bad tight end at all. Um, so that's kind of big for the Patriots, having him out. Tua's got nine touchdowns and one interception. Not bad. Yeah. That's not too I'm bad. for that. Their offensive line is still kind of mediocre at best. I know Teddy Karras at center is just, we saw him last year. Not good. Mm. Not a stata. Yeah. I mean, they, they've had him starting all season and paid him like it. And not that good. Eric Flowers at left guard, a guy who who failed out of New York as a left tackle. Yeah, it's not that. I mean, they. It's why they can't run it. It's why they can't run it exactly. <laughs> so it's it's actually kind of surprising that this team is in the position it is in the standings, given the you know pretty much lack of talent on offense and the the rotation at the quarterback position. Yep. Yet they're eight and freaking five. Eight and five, and had a really impressive win against the Rams. They've got a, a number of good wins on their schedule so far, and they have a really tough road ahead. So they need every inch they they can get. And if Brian Flores is going to win Coach of the Year, which is what he wants to do, then mm. he needs to beat Belichick. And this, he's going to put pull out all the stops. And you just really hope that Belichick, with ten days to prepare for this game, is able to put together a decent game plan. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll see. Yeah. One thing I was looking at, Xavier uh, Howard's got nine interceptions, and he's got one in the last five games. That's got to lead the league. Um, and that's good because hopefully we don't throw the ball at all. And we can just run on them the whole time, you know? Yeah, can we just direct snap to Damian Harris and just have Sony Michelle floating around? James I don't want him to get crushed, though, too bad. Like, we need him for next year as well. So Yeah, he almost cool. got hurt last week making a block. So I don't even care. Like put put in Sony the whole game. At this point, I mean, run it, and if you can't run it, then just keep running it and punt it. I don't, you know, whatever. There you go. 
<laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Ryan has officially moved Exited on to 2020. Season. It's over. It's Move done. On. Okay. Yeah. I mean, we got to do predictions, and we'll move on and talk about some of the other games for this week. I do have the Pats winning this game. I still think there's a coaching edge, and I know I'm probably delusional, but I think I think they could pull it out 17-13. I think it's going to be a, a good defensive performance. I think we're going to win. I think uh, when we first played, all they did was have Cam, Cam Newton run it and run the ball, and we scored 21 points. I'm going to go with that again. 21-10. Yeah, we don't do well in Miami anyways. This Miami team looks like they're playing for each other. Cam's awful. Um, I just can't really see us doing much. I, hopefully we run the ball, but <laughs> they put so many people in the box now against us, you know, because there's just no threat. I think Dolphins 24-16. Oh, there you go. All right. There it is. Yeah. Looking at some of the games this weekend. So we are in a very, very nice part of the season where we have oh, Thursday yeah. football. We now have two games on Saturday. We got full slate on Sunday. Oh, my God. I didn't even realize Sunday we had. Night, Monday night. We got four days of football this week, two of them with multiple games on each day. Uh, I mean, we're not going to get anything done in our lives during this period. Where if we can just watch football for like forty hours a week, just there you go. That, but looking at the the slate of games, it's not good. It's just no. not good. I mean, the Chargers and Raiders on Thursday night. I'm looking forward to that game. I mean, I I like watching both of those teams. I love watching Anthony Lynn just do idiotic shit. Did you see <laughs> what happened Dude. last weekend? When what do you do? They did. Um, they have the ball. I believe this is the end of the first half. They have the ball at like the five yard line of the other team. And it's it's third and one. They they call a timeout or for some reason the defense calls a timeout. Whatever. It was a timeout situation. Chargers have no timeouts. There's twenty seconds to go in the half. Third and one from the five yard line. They come out oh, yeah. and run the ball and then get stopped. They don't get the first down. So now it's fourth and one. They can't spike it because it's fourth down. And the field goal team isn't ready to run on the field. So it's like their plan coming out of a timeout was to run the ball. And nobody ever said like or thought about what if we don't get the first down. They were going to run it and spike it. Oh, my God, dude. (laughs) And so they just Uh, ran the first half. That was it. Yeah, and weren't the linemen like looking around like what's going on? Everybody was all twisted up. Like you didn't think, think about that for a second. Dude. He's a bad coach. What a disaster. Yeah, I think from top to coach. bottom, that's just like, I would fire that entire staff. And I would have done it weeks and weeks ago. Oh, yeah. I don't know what they're so, waiting for, you know. There's uh, no chance they fire him mid-season now. There's just been oh, too many uh, No, it's now they're They've committed. Made, he's made yeah. it this far. He's making it. If they just randomly do it in the next three weeks, it's like, wow. You, that, that shows how bad management is if they release him in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, right. Unless he, like, really tops himself. And I don't know how that happens. I don't think it's possible. At this I point. don't know if it's possible either. But anyway, there it's always entertaining, at least, even if it's head scratching. Mm-hmm. Raiders. I mean, we love watching Gruden. We love watching Josh Jacobs. Uh, I think he got banged up last week. Hopefully, he's back. But outside of that, I mean, I'm looking around, and it's all one-sided, lopsided games, except for Kansas City at New Orleans. Drew Brees is activated off the IR, or he's back practicing. I don't know if they've moved him to the active roster, but you can do that like 90 minutes before game time. So there's mm-hmm. a potential possibility 
Drew Brees, Patrick Mahomes in the Superdome, uh, two teams that who are potentially oh, is Brees playing, time. dude. He's got to watch out, man. That dude's got to be careful. Did he just break like almost his whole side of ribs? Broke like a collapsed lung. his lung. Was it a collapsed lung? Is that what yeah. yeah, yeah. So or I don't punctured? Know. Was it punctured or collapsed? Collapsed. I don't remember. Collapsed. Yeah. Doesn't sound too good. It's like, uh, you maybe want to take another couple weeks. <laughs> I don't know. You might as well. Be, three, it's right? a great game. It's a great game. Uh, Saints just got beat by the Eagles. Like you said, they have some something to prove. Kansas City, like we've all been talking about, has kind of just been seesawing back and forth between in these games that they should be really just dominating, but they only dominate for a little bit. There's a couple other games I like in there that aren't too bad. Seattle at Washington. If Washington yeah. takes Seattle, yep. Seattle's fucking everyone thought I mean I thought they were the team this year and they are. I want to watch that game, man. Seattle is not the same. I mean, like I don't want to judge them off the Jets game, then okay, but I don't think they're the same team no. that they were early in the season. And Washington's kind of coming on here. I, I don't know, man. I like I Washington. Vision. You, I like you it. Yeah. Use some football team. I do, man. I'm having a lot of fun watching them. This kind of like an underdog, you know. And how nice would it be to see like a losing record, like in the in the uh, in the playoffs? I don't think it's happened since Seattle did it. I, think, I don't even remember. I think Carolina I think. did it at one point. That's how, that might happen no matter what. Washington six and seven right now. They do lead the division. A game up yeah. on the the New York Football Giants. Yeah, that's an, another one of the decent games. Is the Browns on Sunday night going into New York? Yeah, the G Men. Giants have been have been pretty good, um, and by pretty good I mean like average for the last month of the season. Joe Judge has done a good turnaround job there. Daniel Jones banged up made it back last week after a hamstring and then rolled his ankle. So he's probably not going to play, which takes a little juice out of the, out of the game, but you got to love Brown's giants. I mean, it's 1950s royalty football. At this yeah. Point. And so uh, there, you, you know, you're going to see some really old clips from the fifties and it's just going to be fun to see that. Yep. Sun, uh, Sunday night, right? Yep. On Sunday night, Sunday night. And there's not a lot of incredible matchups, but I'm, I'm actually interested. I think some of these games are, could be pretty fun. Um, I'm looking at Lions Titans. I think that could be a good one. What? Yeah. Yeah, I think you like the Lions too much. Too Lions, much, man. I hate watching the Lions. The same game every single time. Uh, I think the Titans are going to go off, but we'll see. Yeah, I want. I, nice I wouldn't to... mind seeing Indianapolis lose to Houston. That'd be nice. Could happen. We're. I think Philip Rivers has put together a couple of good games in a row. He's ready for an ultimate collapse here. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Games. I don't know. Houston looks checked out, don't they? They do. What the hell? Their coach is seventy-three and shaped like a sphere. I love yeah. Romeo, they're, but they—they—they need to totally gut that organization. Thirty-six and seven to a a Mitchell Trubisky-led offense. That's you can't even. It's not great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, who yeah, it sounds like though? a drunk name. Yeah, it sounds like you're just drunk saying the name. You know. It is. <laughs> Mitchell Trubisky. Yeah. Terrible. Yeah, All right. Yeah. Well, we got four days of football to look forward to. The Patriots have potentially their last meaningful matchup of the season in division against Brian Flores. Love Brian Flores, but really wanted to be unsuccessful this weekend. Uh, it's yeah. Be a difficult matchup. It's just going to be. And, you know, we're rounding into the holiday season, which is like some of the f- most fun 
football games that you're going to come across because every game seems to have playoff implications. Um, Except for the Patriots. This one does. Yeah, I totally do. does. For us, I, do I mean, like, it's not for us. That's what I mean. Oh, the Patriots have a lot of this. Uh, it's a lot of seesaw with the with the Patriots, right? Like they're up and they're down, and they're up and they're down. I mean, they're definitely down right now. Maybe they come back and beat this Miami team. But I just just knowing our history in Miami and how Miami looks right now, I just I don't know. I don't think it bodes well for us. Mm-hmm. I hear you. Okay. Well, we'll be back next week to break down everything that happens this week in, in NFL football and with a particular Patriots focus, of course. Uh, so thank you all for listening. We'll talk to you then. See you. Adios.